thanks to BetterHelp for its continued support of Another Mother Runner. Most days we can all use some help. Make it BetterHelp. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com AMR. Start living a better life today. Thrive Cosmetics offers luxury, high-performance cosmetics that highlight your best features and improve your skin tone over time. For each product you purchase, they donate to help a woman thrive. Go to thrivecosmetics.com AMR for 15% off your first order. This episode is brought to you in part by Jiminy's, maker of sustainable dog food made with cricket protein. Cricket protein is a superfood, delicious, nutritious, sustainable, humane, and prebiotic. To learn more and save 20% off your first purchase, go to Jiminy's.com AMR and use code AMR20 at checkout. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. This is part two of the annual year-end conversation with co-hosts. Oh, I think I just gave it a, a name there. Um, starting out with the OG, that is Dimity McDowell. Hello, Dimity. Hello. That was a very alliterative name, too. Conversation oh. with co-hosts. A, uh-huh. casu- a casual and chatty conversation with co-hosts. <laughs> I love me some alliteration. Um, so, Dim, I did some calculation and if my math is correct, this is our 500th episode. Holy of- cow. Wow. <laughs> wow. I know. So I was so delighted when I realized that, you know, you'd be the first co-host today. And so that I get to share that news. And so the stars have aligned. That is um, nice. That is a lot of, that is a lot of podcasts. That is a lot of, um, excuse me, our family history on these, uh, on these podcasts. I sometimes think that, that, you know, in my golden retirement years, if ever I get any, um, will be, oh, I can just listen to the podcast. You know, who needs to scrapbook or keep journals? I can just go back and listen to the, all the intros. <laughs> I know, and I'll do that. And like, and then I'll go back and like print out the blog posts from when we used to write a lot about oh, yes. our families, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Sometimes I'll read those and I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that. Or I'll be like, hey, this is kind of good. I know, exactly. Those two things. I love that it's kind of, I mean, because yeah, I don't think you or I would ever be classified as a scrapbooker or even, I'm not even good at keeping memories. I'm not, I mean, I'm just not good at in my brain or on paper. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I do remember I um, once listening to This American Life and Ira Glass said that it was their 500th episode. And I just was like, wow, that's so many. Um, so, hey, Ira Glass, we got to 500 too. Woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have any, you know, reporting or music or anything in ours, but hey, well, we, did, we did used to have music in ours until we realized that we could be like fined for it. So then we took yeah. the music out of ours. <laughs> exactly. We just did that before Alex had to go back and do all that. Um, so, and then I have a funny anecdote that I want to share with you. And then I promise we'll talk about their year in review, but that's um, fine. So this morning, I was running. It was by myself. It was dark. It was somewhat foggy and I had my aftershocks on. So I was listening to some little Tay Tay and um, there's a woman runner coming toward me. And the thing I noticed is that we're both wearing the same Knox gear, lighty, blinky, vesty type thing. So, but after she passes me, she goes, Sarah. And so it took me a second. I have, I had, um, ultra mitts on, so they were a little tough to, uh, you know, so it was like a glove under mittens thing. So I had to fumble a little bit to turn my off because as the person was saying who they were and I said, Oh, sorry, say it again. And so it is this, um, dedicated mother runner named Fern, who's actually modeled for us once or twice. And she goes, I'm listening to the podcast right now. <laughs> How meta is that? Take that Mark, <laughs> take that Mark Zuckerberg. Oh my gosh, Tim, we are cut from the same cloth. I thought the exact same thing for like three blocks. I'm like, Oh, meta, not Facebook. Da, da, da. And then I'm like, wait, does this mean I'm going to run into Taylor Swift today? <laughs> Unfortunately, it didn't mean that, didn't but, mean um, that. but that was so, it was so fun. And I'm also it was dark. I couldn't believe she recognized me, but that was that was very fun. Well, so. you are you do you know cast a shadow, <laughs> as in as in your tall, as in your yeah, tall, you know. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Especially yeah. with a Knox gear vest. At first, I was like, is this like an infomercial I don't know about? Yeah. And no. my aftershocks and my Knox gear and my ultra mitts <laughs> yeah, and this no. and that. And I'm like, yeah, no. no, I'm just uh, <laughs> trying to paint a very complete picture for people who know their gear. So yeah, and I guess also I was probably at that point maybe half mile from my house. So it wasn't like I was in some random part of Portland, but 
Anyway, anyway, so Dim, I guess for you, um, the high point was your going to nationals for Aquabike? Uh, the national championships? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely, yeah, that was a high point for sure. I mean, there were a couple of good high points. Um, mm-hmm. That was one. Um, doing Half Dome in Yosemite was yeah. one. Yeah. Um, riding my bike with Grant was another. Mm-hmm. Um, we did, I think, that 100 I think we did the metric century. So I think we did the, hun- like a, you know, 66 mile race, um, mm-hmm. a ride uh, called the Elephant Rock mm-hmm. um, in May. That was fun. I mean, mm-hmm. I definitely like punctuated this year. I feel like last year, like 2020 was just about like getting a grip, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, and then getting vaccinated, although that was mm-hmm. in 2021. But, mm-hmm. um, but then I feel like 2021 was like trying to figure out more about how to still integrate events and kind of move through the world while still being, mm-hmm. you know, feeling safe and, and taking precautions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So I like that. So a lot of highlights for you there, Dim. There were, there were a few. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, and then, I mean, honestly, like, you know, I, it's easy to pick out the races and the, um, and the actual like event day things, mm-hmm. but a lot of it is, um, the routine that training brought to my life and Mm -hmm. the, um, you know, having coaches that were there for me, Mm -hmm. um, was really nice, you know, so I really appreciated that Mm -hmm. aspect of it. Um, so I liked, you know, that, like, I almost think, you know, that's hard to call that a highlight because it's just like the day-to-day routine, but I feel like you have to have that in order to have a highlight that, um, you know, doesn't end in, <laughs> and then I crashed and bonked, you know, <laughs> the, the prep work to get the, the high. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh-huh. Nice, 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 nice. And, um, your injuries, how did they treat you in 2021? Um, I mean, you know, it's, there's always something right. And I don't know, I'm sure that this applies to 99.9% of our listeners. Like there's always something, right. Um, so, you know, my, I went, so funny, I went to my, so I was swimming for a while, obviously I was swimming a lot. I swam like three times a week mm-hmm. to get ready for the aqua bike. And I rode my bike three times a week or three to four times a week. Um, and, um, so kind of on probably, I started training quote unquote for real in March, uh-huh. probably like by April, I was like, okay, I've got to get my left knee looked at. Like there's something going on with the outside mm. of my left knee when I'm kicking. Mm. So I go to the PT to get some work on my left knee. And then like within, I don't know, like, I don't know, two or three swims, like all of a sudden my right shoulder was just like, nope, <laughs> not having it anymore, like not doing this. Uh. And I was just like, oh my gosh. So then I like the next time I had a PT appointment, I was like, forget the knee. I don't care. <laughs> like, that's nothing <laughs> compared to the pain that I'm having in my shoulder. Right. Uh-huh. And it turned out that the pain in my shoulder is from my neck and, oh. um, and some issues with my neck. And I, and I didn't know we were going to talk about it, so I can't remember the exact uh-huh. name of it. But basically, you know, um, got some kind of compromised situation with the vertebrae in my neck. Mm. So that's um, so breathing. You know, I, I breathe often. I can bilateral breathe when I swim, but I'm mm-hmm. better. I spend if I'm going fast, I'm definitely breathing to my right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if I'm working hard, I'm definitely, that's my preferred side. Yeah, you, you need to make sure you get in the breath. When <laughs> yeah, you exactly. Your head. And, yeah. Uh-huh. and my left side is just, you know, I can do that when I'm, you know, kind of leisurely lapping. Yeah. Toddling along. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so that took up quite a bit of space in my head and in my, um, in my, you know, in my PT appointments in mm. and changing everything because it was also, you know, um, uh, in the tri bike, you know, you go down onto your elbows that that's the tri mm. position. And so then that immediately goes right into your shoulder, which goes into my neck mm. and my neck. Um, like I wasn't supposed to look up, right. Oh. I, you know, um, so there was just a lot, you know, it's, it just gets complicated. Right. And mm-hmm. I, I'm just gotta, I mean, we all got human bodies that have their wear and tear for whatever reason. And so, um, I mean, I made it through. I got my, I think I talked about, I can't remember if I've talked my swim snorkel on the podcast. Oh, yes. Talked about yeah. Yeah. You, you mentioned it how at uh, Rancho La Puerta, your sisters made fun of you for it. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 So I carried yeah. it around. Yep. Yeah. And I use it. Although I, I will, I showed it to um, one of the four sisters. I think it was Erin, um, uh-huh. the oldest one who also likes to swim, but has um, trouble with her breathing in the pool. And I was like, this thing is awesome because it just mm. goes right over your Anyway, it's a, it's a good, it's a built yeah, for yeah, swimming and snorkeling. Uh-huh. Molly uses one um, as well. So and yeah, 
I mock her for it. I mean, you, you got to. I mean, it's pretty. Oh, it's it's like a piece of equipment that it just it screams dork. It yeah, screams dork. it sure does. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you put the nose plugs on against it, you know, and, and like literally like putting it on too. So you're like, okay, goggles down first, then the scuba, then the snorkel, then the nose plug, and you're like, okay, what else do I need? Here? <laughs> I need some a retainer in my mouth or something. Right. Um, right, right, right. Anyway, um, oh. but yeah, so I, I made it through. I mean, I you know. And, and um, just continuing to kind of figure out how to manage that because that's something that, you know, it still can give me problems. And, mm. um, and you know, I'm not going to give up swimming and biking. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't call for being giving up swimming and biking, but it does yeah. call for, you know, awareness and attention and, mm-hmm. and care, right? Mm-hmm. And doing mm-hmm. the physical therapy exercises that, you know, I don't like to do and, Mm-hmm. getting regular massages and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. And it seems like you took a little bit of a break from swimming after the national championships. Uh, I did. Were- I did. I took a break. Um, and I, uh, I will say it is much, well, I haven't said this, I've said this a thousand times before. It is just harder for me to motivate to get to the pool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna, you know, uh, I don't know exactly how I'm going to, handle that in 2022 yet because <laughs> I was like okay twice a week I can do twice a week and like um so far I've done when I said I when I when I did twice a week I was, and that that week that I made that you know um vow to myself uh-huh, yeah, yeah the next week I did once this week will be once <laughs> um so I mean once it's better than nothing right yeah it's, it sure it's good is. enough sure and yeah. um you know and it's also the holidays right now so it's a little harder to work around things but mm-hmm. yeah i need to find that little oomph but i have been riding my bike a lot that's been fun um in the basement in the and, basement uh, okay yeah yep mm-hmm. watching succession so hanging out with the like characters that i love to hate and really mm-hmm. good writing and um <laughs> yeah i mean it's all good right i, I feel very fortunate to have had a good athletic year to have mm-hmm. um to feel strong going into yeah. 2022, to feel like, um, you know, whatever, whatever comes my way, I'll be, um, well, I, I guess well, I'll be ready for it. <laughs> I don't know. Well, well you, be, you being who you are, Dimity, I suspect that you have a 2022 um, event on your mind adventure, at least maybe uh-huh. yeah, adventure yeah. uh yeah. we'll see i well so now i know one thing that i'm doing for sure is mm-hmm. um it's called the iron horse which i may have talked about before oh, it's yeah. in uh-huh. um durango colorado it's a bike event as well I'm doing the citizens race not the you know the race superhuman race. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah and uh so it's i think it's about 50 miles and like six thousand feet of climbing it's it's Ooh. a lot a lot of climbing yeah. um and so um, we, Grant and I had signed up for that in 2020 and of course it got canceled. So we're going back for, for the 50th anniversary. So that'll be fun. Um, oh, that's for your, over- and for your 50th year. Our 50- right? Oh yeah, that's right. I turned 50, um, too. And it's in Memorial day, the race is Memorial day and I turned 50 in May. So at least yeah. it's the same month. So there's something I didn't right. put those two together. Oh, good, good. <laughs> um, doing that. And then, I mean, I do, um, want to potentially, um, entertain doing more more aqua bikes maybe not traveling for them as much like i don't think i will go to the i think the national championships are going to be on the same course which Mm. isn't um super interesting to me Mm -hmm. um but they do have a couple in boulder and um and kind of around here so i might just do Mm. those um Mm -hmm. to to show up and compete and um and i don't know Mm -hmm. what else i'm gonna Mm -hmm. do yet we'll see oh i think i think that's a good good start you got there for your for your new year so thanks for sharing with us sure and, no problem um, and uh virtual high five on our 500th episode Woo-hoo. yeah for sure nice work nice work yeah. <laughs> yeah all right okay see you dim bye all right next up is a special longtime friend of another mother runner tish hamilton hello tish Hey, Sarah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Yeah, yeah. So I know from your 2021 that uh, you had a big November with uh, New York. So for maybe people who don't know about that, tell us what what was so special about uh, the New York City Marathon for you this year. Yeah, it was it was really great to be back to the New York City Marathon this year. Um, It you know, the last time I ran it was 2019, of course, and I had signed up for 2020. And as everybody knows, the world fell apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we got to do it this November. And um, I don't know, being away from it for a year and not like I didn't race at all, of course, during uh, 
during 2020 um, and not anything either uh, leading up to the New York City Marathon. So it was the first oh. big thing and the first race and the first big thing in a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was my 10th New York mm-hmm. and I ran it with my two um, longest uh dearest friends running friends we didn't run together together but we all we all ran it so my friend Jody I've known for almost 30 years and my friend Susan who I've known for 10 years and mm-hmm. it was my friend Jody this is fun with numbers it was my friend Jody's 10th New York and it was her 100th marathon I know it which is, just, is just so cool oh my gosh it's so mind-blowing oh my gosh wow it is, you know, and I started to think, could I ever get to 100? And the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to really step it up and suddenly be the person who does a marathon every weekend or something. Yeah, it's something like that. Like, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watch as Tish falls apart in front of our very eyes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, New York is such a great, you know, like, it's such a great marathon. I mean, and, and, and people always hear about about how fantastic it is, you know, the crowds and and mm-hmm. it's so exciting to run through all the five boroughs. Um, and this year they, they did a few things um, for oh. COVID, which is uh, they had fewer people and our um, waves were really staggered. So mm. it was it opened up the course a lot. Oh, and um, the bad news was waiting around it in beforehand. Oh. It was, even it more, even more, even more waiting than usual. Exactly, exactly. But again, it wasn't it wasn't super cold. Um, oh. And I was with my my dear friends, Jody and Susan. We just kind of brought, you know, um, uh, those like those, uh, you know, what are those foil blanket things that you usually oh, get? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. And, and just set up on on the grass and sat in the sun and chatted you know hung out for a while so that it was fine uh but it made the course like it made it made running it like less congested which was really nice because it yeah i mean that race is they in 2019 they had over 50,000 people Mm, and even with staggered starts it's just it's just so crowded yeah, yeah. And it, really it allowed me to get uh, a photo at the finish line. You know, I like oh. I just ran some, asked some random guy to take a photo with my phone. And, and you know, there's no way I would have been able to do that in the past. You'd be like, you're packed like, uh, you know, like on a subway at, at rush hour. Yeah, yeah, um. exactly. Um, yeah, because that's such a cute picture. Oh my goodness, such a cute picture. Yeah, thank you. I, yeah. I, yeah, so that was, that was really fun. Yeah, yeah. So, Tish, I have to say, you saying about the the foil blanket thing, the mylar blanket. Am I the only person who saves them all, like for oh, no. some, some future <laughs> event? I just cleaned out my drawers. This is thrilling, scintillating. And how many? How many did you have? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! I mean, I have mine from 1999, New York City. Oh, that's funny. And so, so then, when does it become a relic versus something I'm actually thinking I'm going to reuse? Right. Because then, when I do go to a situation, whether it's a race or I don't know, like if I'm going to a concert and I know I'm going to be standing around, I mean, obviously I haven't done that in a while, but I never remember to bring them. Of course not. <laughs> so we have the, now at New York, they give these really nice ponchos and they are, um, they're like some uh, uh, material on the outside that's, you know, water resistant right? oh. and the inside it's fleece. Wow. And it's, and it's a poncho. It's got a hood and it's really uh-huh. nice. And, and to your point, uh, Nina and I, my daughter and I went a couple of years ago to a Taylor Swift concert in uh-huh. June. It was pouring rain and it was uh-huh. cold. Uh-huh. And did I remember to bring my poncho that I have from New York City Marathon? No. <laughs> no. I know. It's so true. And, you know, but every time I open my drawer and I kind of dig down to find like a certain pair of capris or something, I'm like, oh yeah, there's yet another one of those silvery blankets. Yeah, uh-huh. right. <laughs> I'm so I'm glad I'm not the only one. Thank you for that my, validation. My sister, my sister saved every single string bag that she got at a at a race expo, and and her daughter finally made her clean out because she had like she had I think fifty of them. Oh my and then gosh. she's like, you don't need fifty string bags from a race expo. Yes, yes. <laughs> Otherwise, she becomes the lady in town who has a different string bag every single day. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, did you change anything up during the year? Did you add any different self-care? Any, I mean, do you do self-care? Like, do you self-care? Huh? Yeah. I suddenly, as I'm saying, I'm like, wait, I'm talking to Tish Hamilton. She, <laughs> right? She's a do as I say, not as I do person. 
<laughs> Former executive editor, Runner's World, foam rolling. <laughs> right. Uh, well, now I'm gonna I'm gonna say the other big news in my house is not sports related, but oh it's kid God. related. It's New York uh, City related. It's thrilling. It is New York City related. So my daughter just found out this week that she got into her number one choice college yes. uh which is barnard college yeah um and uh and it's actually where i went to college also so that's pretty cool it's very cool i saw that on instagram and i i wasn't gonna bring it up because i thought oh maybe you know she doesn't want to share that news but that's really thrilling so thrilling so congratulations to you both thank you thank you very much and and uh you know for any mom who's ever gone through the college process with with a kid oh my god the relief is huge (laughs) it was so she was so stressed out the week before she was so stressed she was like snappish and she would apologize and she said mom this is like my my pre-marathon week (laughs) my nerves are all shot She knows you well. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. An, an analogy my mother will understand. I, and it was really true. It was like, oh, now I get it. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Now, did she apply early decision? So is she definitely going to go? Yes. Yes. And yes, she applied early and she's definitely going to go. Oh, that is so thrilling. Yeah. Such a relief. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it, you know, the, the, uh, yeah, yeah. It was just, it was just really a stressful process. Um, uh-huh. And yeah. the whole like, and to you know, she was right. She was really nervous. And you know, back in our day, you would get a letter in the mail, and so who knew when it was going to come? Right? It might yeah, come yeah. on the state, but now, uh, you know, not only do they know what day, it's like what day and time. So really, Tuesday at six thirty p.m. Yes. Oh my god! Oh, I had no right? idea. Yeah. Oh. So Tuesday morning, she got up. She couldn't eat breakfast, and she oh, came boy. home, and she's like bouncing off the walls and. 530, she finally went up to, you know, the, her room where her, you know, her little office is. And, <laughs> and she said, you know, she kept like doing deep breaths and opening the computer and closing the computer. <laughs> Did she have to play like the right music? Like, what is the, like, I don't want to ruin a song if I didn't get in, but I right. want it to be, you know, celebratory yeah. in a way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like um, the good and the bad, right? You yeah, know, that, yeah. that, that it comes like that, but then it's really, it just, uh, amplifies all yeah. the anxiety waiting for it. <laughs> Boy, well, I have, I have that to look forward to times two next year when the twins apply. And, and yeah, um, they yeah. are, they are, I can already tell they're far more emotionally invested in the college process than their big sister was, uh-huh. and, uh, you know, they come home from taking the PSATs and that, uh, that evening, mom, do you think we'll find out today what we got? No, I don't think they're going to grade the PSATs in a day, honey. <laughs> well, I don't know about, about what your kids will do, but but my daughter, like, she kept changing her mind. And she'd be like, 100%, I want to go to this place. And then, you know, the next week, 100%, I want to go to that place. And it, and it started making me a little, you know, like, are you sure you want to apply to Barnard Early Decision? Because yeah. that's, that's like a commitment. <laughs> yep, it sure is. It sure is. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh my gosh. My, my saddest day that I remember as a teenager was the day I found out that my school that I applied early decision to had deferred me and, you know, Uh so they kicked the can. So I wanted to go to Bowdoin college up in Maine. Uh Um, and, um, I mean, this podcast wouldn't exist if I had gone to Bowdoin because I wouldn't have met Dimity and also a Colgate person. So, um, yeah, so it was meant to be that I had that sad day, but what did you end up getting in? Like no, when the, they, re- they rejected no. me then. Yeah, that's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Colgate was my third choice and I really didn't want to go there. So I was so apathetic when I got the letter. I remember I yelled up the stairs to my mom and I said, Hey mom, I got into toothpaste you. And <laughs> <laughs> um, but look what all Colgate gave me. Uh, yeah, yeah. My business, two husbands. Uh, all right. A great I didn't know education. that came from there. That's great. Yes. Uh, both uh, husband number one and number two, both named John, both with very strong ties to upstate New York, both one of four children. Wow. Uh, third child with two older sisters and a younger brother. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy scary. Yeah. Yeah. That's really something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, and what does this have to do with the retrospective look back at 2021? Nothing, people. Nothing. <laughs> So, uh, so now that you got the, um, you know, the first race 
post or, you know, uh, post lockdown, let's call it that. Um, or maybe post first lockdown. I don't know. Um, you know, what's next? What's next? Yeah. Yeah. So I got, I got an, what's next is, uh, the New York city half marathon in March. And I'm not sure why I'm in, but I'm in, I got, (laughs) I got an email from the New York roadrunner saying, congratulations, you qualified for the, uh, for the, um, New York uh, City half marathon in March 2022. Like I did. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you have the right person? Because <laughs> <laughs> well, you're like, I'll take it. Uh, uh, yeah, that's what I that's what I figured. Yeah, yeah. I'll just I'll do it. Okay. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, two years ago, we were supposed to do a live podcast party right before that race, ah. and that was it was going to be. Um, I think the party was going to be March. I remember that actually, because I was going to come. Yeah. 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 It was going to be March 14th, Saturday, March 14th. And I remember, um, about the Wednesday, not directly before, but the one before that, the um, organizers were like, Hey, have you thought about maybe you don't want to come out? And we're like, Oh no, 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 no. On Wednesday. And on Thursday morning, I woke up, I was like, what a no, there's no way I'm going across the country. Yeah. So Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, who knows, maybe in, I don't know, 2023, if uh, maybe, maybe we'll see, see if we can get that invitation again, cause it was going to be a ton of fun. Yeah, yeah really, really. Yeah. That would have been cool. Yes. Yes. Maybe you need to go to Boston. We are uh, doing a live podcast party at the run show, which is the last weekend in January. Cause who doesn't want to go to Boston in the and final last weekend in January? <laughs> uh, so Dim and I are going to be doing um, a live podcast recording and um, yeah, we're still looking for a guest. Um, oh, that's have some, cool. Have some things up our sleeve. Yeah. Yeah, so, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 So um, well, good, good, good. So, um, other than that race, you don't have any thoughts as for 2022? Um, uh, for that race, uh, I thought, well, you know, I mean, I actually really, as much as I run marathons, I actually like the half marathon better, uh-huh. um, because I, you know, because it's I half can, the distance. Uh-huh. Well, and I can run faster. And I mean, that, that sounds like, you know, like when you do those age graded tables, you know, and it tells uh-huh. you like what percentage you're at. Uh-huh. Um, my, my half marathon times are, are for my age, way better than my marathon oh, times are for my age. Yeah. Oh. So what the heck am I doing wasting my time in all these marathons? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> have you ever done an ultra? I have, I've done a few. Oh, okay. Uh, and, yeah. and those don't hold any more interest for you now? They, um, you know, um, they take a long time. <laughs> And do you know what? The slower you go, the longer it takes. Yes. Oh my gosh, you just are so smart. Pro tip. Do you have any more insight yeah. and wisdom yeah, to yeah. share with us? Yeah, that's because you know, I went to Barnard College. Right. <laughs> you see, Nina, you can be smart like your mom, too. Oh, my gosh. You know, it just takes so dang long. I remember the last time I did an ultra, I was out there with like, you know, this thing is taking me 12 hours. I could be doing a lot of other things at 12 hours. <laughs> Including nothing at all, which I guess would probably sounds okay. pretty appealing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, good deal. Oh, um, I guess I should have brought this up with you before. Maybe have you given, we had talked about you coming to Hilton Head when we were going our retreat. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. We got to look at the calendar and see we if that, that could to. work out. That would be a lot of fun. I know because I, I don't, it might be too close to, to the New York city half marathon, but maybe you could do the quarter marathon. I love, I love your quarter marathon. I think that's genius. Oh, good. Yes. Yes. So it's, um, so it's, and anyone, um, not cause our retreat is sold out. Um, but so it's women run W M N R U N. And, um, yes, there's a 5k, a quarter marathon, which that's my favorite distance of it. And then a half marathon and it's run on the beach and it's so beautiful. And the sand is so firm. And yeah. I thought I was lying beforehand. And then afterwards they all came up to me, Sarah, you were right. It was totally great. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't lie. So, um, so yeah, we have to, we will take this conversation offline and figure out whether you can, um, work that into your schedule to come over. That'd yeah. be a ton of fun. Yeah, be really fun. Yeah. And yeah. it was fun talking to you today. Thank you, Tish. And uh, congrats again on Nina getting into Barnard. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. In our company's holiday card, we compare 2021 to running 12 miles of tempo on Saturday, followed by a three-hour long run on Sunday. Yeah, it's been a rough year for a lot of us, myself included. 
Thankfully, we can all get help with BetterHelp. BetterHelp is not a crisis line or self-help. It's professional counseling. With BetterHelp, you can start communicating with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. BetterHelp offers a broad range of licensed professional counselors who specialize in a wide range of issues, including, but not limited to, depression, stress, anxiety, anger, grief, self-esteem, and trauma. BetterHelp is affordable, convenient, and professional. You get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions and send a message to your counselor at any time. Looking over the BetterHelp website, I was struck by the range of positive reviews other users wrote about their counselor, like this comment. Lauren is the epitome of love and compassion. She has the ability to comfort me while helping me set achievable goals. She is also so thoughtful and has lived through some fascinating life experiences that help me view life through a different lens. She's an amazingly compassionate person and I cannot recommend her enough. I found the same compassionate insight from the counselor I connected with. She helps me work through some issues that have surfaced in my life in the past two years. The conversations and interactions I've had via BetterHelp are invaluable. Find happiness in the new year. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com AMR. Join over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com AMR for 10% off your first month. Betterhelp.com AMR. Thanks, BetterHelp. While I haven't hit up many holiday parties this season, I have been getting a lot of mileage out of my new Thrive Cosmetics favorites because once I saw the results they gave me, I decided I didn't need a special occasion to wear makeup. Thrive Cosmetics offers luxury, high-performance cosmetics that highlight your best features and improve your skin over time. Their products are made with clean, effective, skin-loving ingredients. Thrive Cosmetics is certified as 100% vegan and cruelty-free by PETA and Leaving Bunny. Thrive Cosmetics has a bold mission that's truly bigger than beauty. For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive, such as women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, and more. Two Thrive Cosmetics products that are now my daily go-tos, Brilliant Eye Brightener, a cream to powder highlighter stick in Aurora, which is a rose gold shimmer, and Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. I look way more alert and, well, vibrant with that combo around my eyes. And the Define Gravity Eye Lifting Cream tightens and brightens the skin around my eyes, another way that helps me put my best face forward on a daily basis. The fact that there are no parabens, sulfates, and phthalates in any of the products means you can feel good about what you're putting around sensitive areas like your eyes. Go to thrivecosmetics.com AMR for 15% off your first order. This is an exclusive offer for our listeners. That's thrive, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash AMR for 15% off your first order. Thrivecosmetics.com slash AMR. As runners, I suspect we're all trying to take steps to be kind to the natural environment. Did you know feeding your dog with food made from cricket protein uses less land and water to produce? and it drastically eliminates greenhouse gas emissions compared to traditional animal protein dog food. Meet Jiminy's, nutritious and sustainable food and treats for your dogs made with cricket protein and other delicious plant-based ingredients like sweet potatoes, oats, peanut butter, and flax. Jiminy's was founded by a mother wanting to make the planet a better place for her young daughter. Insect protein is truly a sustainable protein source. One five ounce bag of Jiminy's treats saves 220 gallons of water versus traditional animal protein types. And if you have an average-sized dog, switching from a chicken-based diet to an insect-based diet saves nearly 500,000 gallons of water per year. Okay, get this. Crickets are raised in cricket condos. I totally want to see a picture of those. Which allow them to live in a way as close as possible to how they would live in the natural world. Harvesting time comes near the end of their natural life cycle, which is approximately six weeks. As I record this, I have a small but mighty Jiminy's fan asleep at my feet. Our French bulldog, Augie, adores Jiminy's cricket crave food. He honestly eats Jiminy's with more gusto than any other food we've offered him, and he's typically not a very hearty eater. And I might add, our two cats often head over to his bowl and eat the Jiminy's as well. To learn more and save 20% on your first purchase, go to Jiminy's.com AMR and use code AMR20 at checkout. That's J-I-M-I-N-Y-S dot com slash A-M-R with code A-M-R-20. All right. The next co-host to join me is Liz Waterstrot. Hello, Coach Liz. How you doing? Hey, Sarah. Doing well. Doing well. Good, good. Well, I got to say that, uh, you know, a lot of the other co-hosts, they had like, you know, one, two, just a handful of races maybe in uh, 2021, but woman, I think you were doing a fair bit of racing in 2021. Am I right? 
You are incorrect, Sarah. Oh, I am? What you is- are. A wrong, wrong co-host, but that's okay. We, we all make mistakes. I raced <laughs> not once, but twice in 2021. Okay. All right. But they were, you did super well, right? Yeah. 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 No complaints. Yeah. 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 And the one, the second race, there was, did you add that at the last minute or refresh our memory about the two races? Cause so one was I'm a foggy. duathlon. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one was a duathlon in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And then, then I got surprisingly really sick. Mm-hmm. So I had signed up for a race in August. And as I came back from getting sick, I thought, all right, I'll just go and, and do it. And, and that was that. Mm-hmm. So those are, those are my two races. It's really not very interesting. I'm sorry. Oh, that was that. You are so sandbagging. You did, not ex- sandbagging. You did exceptionally well at that August race. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I did. It was, it was just a great celebration of being out there again. Yeah. You know, and just reconnecting with the joy of racing, the thrill of the competition and just feeling good. So it was everything you want from a race. Oh, that's good. That's good. So did you, what do you do for self-care? <laughs> I drink coffee. <laughs> um, seriously, self-care. Uh, You're a coach. Come on. You must, you know, tell your athletes to do X, Y, and Z. <sighs> I know you do in the train like a mother club, but are you, are you like Tish and you're do as I say, not as I do? Somewhat, but no, <laughs> I, no, I, I mean, I, you know, I think self-care, I think everyone needs to define what self-care means to them. And mm-hmm. so while one person might find a massage really enjoyable, that to me would be like an hour of torture. I would really? not like it. Yes. Why? Just being, Why? Um, okay. My, my biggest thing is that you have to lay face down and it makes me really stuffy, which gives yes. me the mm-hmm. feeling that I can't breathe. And then that freaks me out. So it creates anxiety for me yep. to get a massage. Okay. But, but some people love it. And so for me, self-care is taking the time to go for a walk or to read or to write every day, um, Mm -hmm. making sure that I'm eating well, Mm -hmm. you know, those are the things that I find really nurture me and and take care of who I am. Okay. Okay. So no foam rolling. No, Um, no, no. In fact, I have a PT who says I am not, if I do touch a foam roller, no more than 30 seconds, because I am an over roller, which makes bad oh. things happen. Mm, how does one get defined as an over roller? Um, you keep showing up at the PT with aches and pains from over rolling. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here she comes again. Here's, There's that over she roller. <laughs> so the one who just can't stop hurting herself. <laughs> So you just can't go partially in. You can't just do it for just one story on NPR. You have to do it for all of morning edition. Uh-huh. You know, you know what, when I do things, I just go all in. This is all areas of my life <laughs> for better or worse. So why don't you have more than three kids? Like why, why aren't you oh, driving? Well, you? <laughs> well <laughs> nature said it wasn't possible. So okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Wow. Wow. Um, all right. So, um, and do you play any other sports? I mean, I know you're a triathlete, so you got three of them right there, but, um, do I need to, uh, I'm just curious. Um, do you mean growing up or do you mean in my current life? Like, do I go to pickleball? Yeah. Or, you know, are you on like a, you know, co-ed, you know, futsal league or, Oh my gosh. No, I am an endurance athlete. So here's a funny story. One of my neighbors was a professional soccer player and she wanted to put together this like women's indoor soccer league. And I thought, this is great. I'll do it. I'll meet people and it'll be fun. (laughs) You, okay. An endurance athlete does not belong in soccer when they are over 40 years old, because I, all I can do is run. I cannot cut. I cannot kick a ball. So she put me in the midfield because all I could do is run. And then the one time I went to go kick the ball, I didn't make contact, but I did kick and I strained my quad. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to stick to the three. I'm going to stick to swim, bike, run going in one plane of motion. Um, so no, I don't do anything outside of it. Oh I stayed in my lane. And that was, that was indoors. So, I mean, there's not all that much distance to run it. Yeah. No, 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 no. It was funny though. It was, yeah, I tried. Wow. Wow. Uh, (laughs) And are you in a book group? You mentioned reading. Um, 
No, I haven't made it. My neighborhood has a book group, but I haven't oh. made it to it yet. No, I, I, I wow. kind of like, I'm an inside cat. I kind of stay by myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm intrigued that your neighborhood has a book group. So, I mean, does oh, it meet yeah. at like a community center or something? No, we just meet at somebody's house mm. and discuss a book. You know, it's always, it's always something fiction, which I'm not, I don't, I don't love reading fiction. Oh. So it doesn't always, uh, you know, stick with me, oh. but um, yeah, we have that. We used to have a girl's night out club. We oh. have a garden club. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's just straight up Pleasantville over here. <laughs> I was about to say, and are, yeah. is it a gated community or just no, a very, no, oh, very, no, 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 no. Listen, I live very, on the, go no. ahead. No, I live on the north side of town, which is like people who want to be in Naperville, but can't really afford to be in Naperville. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> like, no, it's not gated. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, and how do you, how do you um, like nourish your green thumb during the winter months? Cause it's, you know, I don't see you as having succulent garden there in, oh. in suburban Chicago or anything outside. Well, when we do get snow. Mm -hmm. So the whole like being outside, taking care of the outside thing, when we get snow, I love uh -huh. it because I fire up our snowblower. Oh my gosh. I forget it's horsepower, but it's pretty darn powerful. We got the one that just shoots the snow straight into the street. And, <laughs> and I like it so much. I'll go do the neighbors <laughs> sidewalks. Oh yeah. There's nothing. Listen, a good Midwestern woman knows there's nothing quite like firing <laughs> up that snowblower, getting out there. Like you're just covered in ice and snow and you know, going down the driveway. We have a really long driveway. So that's why at one point I was like, we, and we live on a corner. So I said, we have to get this. Like we can't, we're going to blow out our backs shoveling. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But they're gas, right? They're run by gas. Yeah. Oh. Well, you can have an electric one, but it's really inconvenient. So, so gas powered. Yeah. Oh, that's killing me a little bit because, um, so we don't need, snow blowers here in Portland, Oregon, but gas powered leaf blowers are just, oh, my neighbor and I are on a mission to just rid the world of gas powered yeah. leaf blowers. So yeah, mm. that, yeah. So, I mean, I do have one of those too. I, I'll be honest <gasps> with you, but I don't run it. I don't run it like it's seven in the morning. Oh, it's not, it's not just the time of it. It's, uh, I mean, they are, oh, no, they are yeah. loud. They are oh, loud. And, no, but for the environment, they are or they put out so much. Oh, okay. Well, so now I'm having like the worst day ever. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, I just use it like maybe once every two weeks. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I, I do. It's funny though. I do love, I love to rake. I love tasks that have real before and after to them. You know, that's why I like sweeping as well. Cause I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I just picture you cause you live in the city of Portland, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. are you like the crazy lady in the middle of the street who's like sweeping off her little like postage stamp of no. property? No. no, and I'm not out there hosing down my sidewalk either. No, <laughs> um, no, we have leaf pickup, um, twice in the fall. So I am yeah, after a run, I'll come back and I'll rake. And then, um, there have been times that we've forgotten. And so suddenly I'll wake up in a panic and be like, ah, the leaf guys are coming in like an hour and I go out there and just crazy scramble. Um, yeah, no. And gosh, when I lived outside of Boston, I loved shoveling snow. I just, again, it has great before and after, but, um, it sounds yeah. like well, have the, too ne much the next time, the next time, right. When we, when we get snow, I'll, uh, I'll fly you out here and you can just <laughs> shovel until your heart's content. It's like 45 minutes to shovel our property. 45 yeah. minutes every single time the snow, you know, some days it just keeps coming and coming and you're just constantly out there. But yeah. Yeah. Snow blower. Yeah. Yeah. That was tough. The, um, winter, my, um, first husband, now that's the second time I mentioned him on the show. My first husband moved out, um, on October 1st, way back when I think that was 95. And, um, so I was, and we lived in Wellesley, Massachusetts and we had just a, the shortest little driveway. I mean, it was maybe the length of an SUV and, but it was one of the snowiest winters on record to that date. I'm sure it's been surpassed since then, but I, so, and there I was living in that house alone and I just would be out there shoveling, shoveling by myself. And the piles got so big that I had to start like an ancillary pile because I couldn't get, even with being 5'11", I couldn't get the snow on top of it. <laughs> is someone playing a tiny violin for me right now? <laughs> I'm just going to say, this is the saddest story I've ever heard. <laughs> hey, that host, she usually laughs all the time. Why is she telling a sad story? Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah, but I'm over it. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. Well, what you got on tap for 2022? I have signed up for nothing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just, I'm at the point in, in life where I'm just going to let things uh, unroll or whatever, you know, come uh-huh. as, come as they may, or uh-huh. not get too um, bought into a, a single race or a single plan. Um, and it feels very freeing to say uh-huh. that versus having all of this money sunk in different race fees and, yeah. You know, then if, if a setback happens or an injury happens or you just constantly feel this tug and pressure, like you're behind or you have to prepare. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to make it up as I go in 2022, which I guess would be a do as I say, don't, not as I do type uh-huh. of situation as a coach. <laughs> uh, but for my life right now, it works. Yeah. Yeah. And as I recall, you really like running outdoors in the wintertime. I right? do. Yeah. I don't mind it. I, I do not do the treadmill. We have one, but I don't, I don't do it. But uh-huh. I, yeah, I don't, I don't mind the winter. Mm-mm. Yeah. T- tell us, share with us the secret, because I love when we ask you to send a, everybody, we ask everybody on team AMR to send pictures of where they run in the winter. <laughs> and yours was like this alleyway behind like a Chinese takeout <laughs> restaurant okay. in a dumpster. So, so I'm sorry, this is real life. I, I don't run. I will, you will never see Liz Waterstrat post a picture on Instagram of where she's running because it is behind the strip mall. And to get up there, it's about a 20 minute run. And then there's all these dumpsters. And here's, I don't know if I ever told you this. So like last year, sometime a cookies by design moved in. Mm -hmm. And so every Tuesday around 10 AM, when I would run, there would be all these cars in there loading up their trunks with those edible arrangements and and cookies and stuff. And so I'm back there running like this is totally normal. And these people are looking at me like, what are you doing? Why are you back here running? And I'm running between parked cars. And yeah, so (laughs) they're they're still there. Um, That's my, that's where I run. And then sometimes if I need to tack on extra time, I'll run around the parking lot and there's a planet fitness there. And so I like run in circles in front of the Planet Fitness. I'm sure the people on the treadmills are like, what you doing? But um, yeah, it's not, it's, you know what? My thing is you don't have to do your training in a glorious or beautiful place. It just has to be done. So wherever, wherever you can get it done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those are words to live by as we enter into the new year, Liz. Um, It just needs to get done. Well, enjoy, you know, you know what Dimity calls what you do um, without being on a training plan. She would refer to that as free balling. So free balling, (laughs) free balling. Uh, Okay. I'm on the free ball. If anyone wants the free ball training plan, you just, just email me. I'll send it to you. Free ball like a mother. Here's a hint. Quote, do whatever you want. End quote. (laughs) That's what it is. I think you need to make a playlist. We need to put it up on Spotify. (laughs) We need to tap into all your talents. Create an online forum for me. Create, I want, I want, I want my own separate AMR channel. Not not injured, just uh, free balling. Free balling. Yeah, free balling. <laughs> the next book, Free Balling Like a Mother uh, by Elizabeth Waterstrott. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you, Liz. Enjoy uh, running by the cookies and the dumpsters. Thanks, Sarah. Happy New Year. <laughs> you too. My final guest, um, joining a week uh, plus later because of illness, um, is Ellison Wiest. Hello, Ellison. Hello, Sarah. Good to hear your voice. You as well. And I'm glad that, uh, you know, you uh, are feeling better. So I'll end the suspense and tell people that you had pneumonia. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. Uh, wow. I've, oh. I've had pneumonia a couple of times, but there's a big difference in having pneumonia when you're in your 30s and having it when you're in your 60s. <laughs> Do you think people like the same way people, you know, get um Uh, sprained ankles a lot. Do you think that there's people who are susceptible to pneumonia or that's just um, idiotic? uh... Oh, no. I've heard that there are people that are susceptible more to like bronchitis, uh, which is what I think I was hoping this was going to turn out to be. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I've had pneumonia three times, first time when I was 14, second time when I was about 30 and now. So, I mean, you know, 30 something years in between, I wouldn't really call that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, okay. All right. So, um, I don't know how, how long were you down for the count for, I mean, what were you, were you bedridden? 
yeah, I was for about a week. I think <gasps> what happened, you know, people have said to me, how did you get it? Is as if I knew exactly when and where. Uh-huh. Uh, I had a sinus infection back in October. And long story short, I think that what happened was I never really got past that. And then it developed into this. Uh, mm. In the meantime, what really caught my attention was I had my booster shot mm-hmm. uh, early in December. Mm-hmm. and had no reaction until about four days after that when I went for a walk with a friend and came back and had a fever of like 101.5. Wow. Thought, huh. Okay. <laughs> so that got the ball rolling and uh-huh. I got to a doctor about five days later and mm-hmm. that's all she wrote. So, wow. Uh, wow. But it's, wow. It's, you know, it, and the other thing is now with COVID, uh, mm-hmm. and in the County I live in, it's really taken off. Mm-hmm. It's not like, I feel like I can start getting out amongst them. Sure. Uh, yeah, oh, that hadn't yeah. occurred to me. Yeah. yeah because, yeah. because if, um, folks don't remember you moved to South Carolina, your home state from right. here in Oregon. So yeah. Wow. Wow. So, um, I mean, how, how have you been able to get back to physical activity? I mean, how's the recovery been, you know, like a walk around the block or what? Yeah, I, I, I took my, I was diagnosed on the 13th and I took my first walk around the block today. (laughs) It being, it being December 29th as we record. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and what sort of kept me was, uh, you know, we live in a two-story house and, Uh, you know, we're three generations and I've been trying to help Carl. My husband has been a godsend and, Mm -hmm. but he's also been sort of like, you know, uh, doctor with a, you know, rod in one hand and a, (laughs) you know, feather in the other. Um, And so he wouldn't let me do a lot of stuff. And I, you know, you get bored. So I started to do some things like, you know, go upstairs and strip some sheets and make some beds. And then I would come downstairs and I was like, okay, did I just run seven or eight miles? (laughs) uh, That was sort of my cue that, you know, okay, let's, let's be able to, you know, maneuver around the house first. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's sort of, like I say, the big indication that getting over it in in my mid sixties is different from, and I was so annoyed because my running was going so great in, especially in August and September. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Let's hear about that. Since we're, this is a retrospective show. Let's hear about (laughs) the good old days back there in uh, the summertime. I remember them. But I was, you know, I I run with this, the Aiken Running Club, uh, which is a small, but very um, devoted, you know, Mm -hmm. running club. The people that are in it are, are, are very much into racing and running and I had made a couple of, you know, friends in there and was running and just doing great guns. I mean, you know, was doing some tempo even Mm. and was, you know, looking ahead, right. You know, looking Mm -hmm. ahead to, to run some races some you know, Mm -hmm. probably a 5k and possibly a 10k. And then even before I got the sinus infection, I started to notice, you know, I was just off. Mm. Um, so I think that's, you know, it's just gone downhill from there. And, Mm. um, you know, if I can barely walk around, you know, the block down from my house around this nice little circle and back up again, if I can do that, you know, two times, but still feel Mm -hmm. winded then. Mm. But, you know, before, yeah, things were going great. And, um, you know, they'll get back again. It's just going to take a little bit longer than I had hoped. Yeah. Yeah. And talk about getting back into it because it, it seemed to me that you had um, not let the running ship sail completely, but had kind of switched over more to walking. Yes. And, and then, so, so that is accurate. So kind of talk about what it was like to get back into running because I mean, you were very avid and very um, accomplished. And uh, I mean, I'll remind people, um, because I know you won't, you know, you qualified for Boston in the first marathon you ran in um, and ran Boston several times. And, and certainly running Boston is not, you know, the only metric which makes a person a runner, but you were very dedicated to it and, and um, you know, good at it. And, and then enjoyed it. 
Yes, nice. right. They, there's the key. There's the key. Yeah. And, um, and I, yeah, I yeah. think when I began to realize probably about five, seven years ago that things were not, you know, I just wasn't able to run like I wanted to. And, you mm-hmm. know, not to keep throwing blame on my, you know, best running buddy who moved to Sweden. <laughs> I'm talking to you, darling. Um, but that, you know, took some things you know, when you don't have somebody, you know, when you're used to running with somebody five days a week and suddenly they're gone. Yeah. Um, but I think, like I told you, I'd gotten to the point where I was very sad about it, dismayed about it. And then I had kind of, you know, come to terms with it because mm-hmm. I thought, well, you know, I did, I had some great running times. I enjoyed it. And I got to where I could see people running, you know, and not feel like, wait a minute, you know, I need to be out there and I enjoy walking and hiking. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then when we moved here and the weather is so much more accommodating uh, (laughs) than it is in Portland from say November until, you know, through March or April, Mm -hmm. um, I just kind of wanted to run again. And this is where I started my running journey. Right. Uh, I was in this town and Mm -hmm. on these roads Mm -hmm. and I kind of got back into it with the understanding that, look, you're not going to be running a marathon. You may not even be able to run a half marathon again. Mm -hmm. And your speed is way, way Mm -hmm. different than it was. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of came to terms with that. Um, And I'd say I'd gotten to where I was running like three days a week, walking three to four days a week and Mm -hmm. pretty happy with that. But looking forward to moving along. You know, it's sort of the three steps forward, two steps back, or in mm-hmm. this case, it's, I think, uh, three steps forward and 14 steps. Back. <laughs> <laughs> You're just a little good. speck there in the distance. I see you, Allison. Yeah. I see yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. But, you know, I have a lot to be thankful for at the end of this year as, yeah. as I know so many of us do. And, um, you know, I'm feeling better. Good. Good. Yeah. And I'm curious, how does living in a multi-generational house, you mentioned, you know, your husband, Carl lives there, you live with your grown daughter, and then you have three young grandkids. Um, You know, how, how does that affect your ability to exercise as you'd like to? So putting the pneumonia and everything on the shelf. Okay. um, Put that on the shelf. And I was actually, um, uh, my husband and my daughter are very keen on, you know, supporting me in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the older two grandkids, Kennedy is nine, Mark is six and a half, are get very, you know, excited about, mm. you know, my running and, um, you know, ask me questions about it. In <laughs> fact, <laughs> my grandson, Mark, said to me the other day, uh, Nana, are you feeling better? And I said, I, I am. And he said, uh, are you going to start running again? Aww. And I said, well, at some point I will. And he thought about that and he said, good. And it's a good thing you didn't die. <laughs> I said, yes. And then he went on his merry way. <laughs> but no, they're all, they're all pretty supportive. I really haven't had any pushback. And in fact, I've, you know, if there's a lot of stuff going on with the kids, if there's soccer games or cheerleading practice, and I say, you know, okay, I want to get this, you know, I wanted to get this run or walk in beforehand. Mm-hmm. They were fine with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, nine-year-old cheerleading. I'm, I'm gender stereotyping yes. thinking that it's yeah. your granddaughter yep. who's into cheerleading it could very well yes. be six and a half year old Mark. Nope. Um, Although he would be good. He's very limber. <laughs> he can be the top of the pyramid any day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So nine and cheerleading. Yes. Uh, this is the South baby. We start them early. Oh, yeah. For what um, sport does she cheer? Uh, for peewee football and uh, these very young basketball teams that are, uh, it's a church-based mm-hmm. uh, sort of like a, CYO. Yeah. Sort mm-hmm. of like that only uh, from the evangelical angle. Okay. So maybe ECYO uh, do it. They yeah, have sort such- of something. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. All I know is that they're, it's pretty well organized. They've done uh-huh. a good job during COVID. You know, a lot of times we've, they've had to back off. Okay. Um, which they're doing right now. And uh, so she loves it and really enjoys it. But she's been cheerleading since she was five or six. 
Uh, oh my good. Why is oh this never why is this topic never been broached before? I'm oh, fascinated. Probably because I'm just sort of like big-eyed about it. I mean, there's I always forget about how certain things are different down here. Like are, yeah. There's yeah. regional differences. I mean, you know, Ooh. uh, I mean, like lacrosse or field hockey. Right. You know, I mean, I grew up uh, you know, playing field hockey in gym. I don't think people play field hockey out here in Oregon all that much no. or, you know, that sort no, of thing. Yeah, definitely not down here. They would think that was some sort of, you know, uh, I don't know, <laughs> something to do with a horse. <laughs> they would have no idea. No. <laughs> OK, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, that's great. She enjoys it. Um, yes, she does. And she's good at it. And, uh, you know, she has always been a rather uh, her, her voice has always uh, gone very far and this is helping her in cheerleading. In fact, at one point, one of her coaches had to tell her to tone it down. <laughs> oh she's like the parishioner that sings extra loud. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, you can always I could close my eyes and pick Kennedy out of like about 14. Yeah, Easy. that's fantastic. That's yeah. fantastic. Well, I want a photo of that sometime. Oh, sure. There's lots of them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I was on Facebook socially, I would have seen some of yes. these photos. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is great. That is so great. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So tell a little bit more about your running club. Um, uh, the running club uh, was established actually about the time I graduated from college, I think in the early, late 70s, or early 80s. Mm -hmm. It went through a period apparently uh, around the turn, you know, into the aughts around 2000, 2002, where it just died. Mm. And there were very, you know, there wasn't anybody that wanted to get it going. And then there were I think one or two women that sort of stepped up to the plate about, I don't know, let me see if I can get this right. I think about seven or eight years ago mm -hmm. and really, uh, you know, did a good job of, of getting the word out. And um, so, like I say, it's funny because it seems to be made up a lot of people in their twenties and thirties. And then there seems to be this lull until mm. you get up to people in their 50s and 60s mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. mainly yeah. 50s yeah um, and i think that's you know a lot of the people that are in their 50s have either you know are on their way to retirement kids are out of the house mm -hmm. and you know the other ones not some of them have small children but yeah Mm -hmm, so it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a good little club and aiken has the town that i live in has many uh, great areas to run on. And part of that is due to the fact that we're a horse community. Um, oh. They have what they call the winter colony uh, back uh, in the early part of the 1900s. A lot of wealthy New Yorkers and people from Connecticut in that area, <clears throat> Connecticut yes. in that area, started coming down here. You're looking at me, aren't you? <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. See, if you had been a horsewoman 100 years ago, you would have come down here and taken the winter and aching. And so we still have that. And we and because of that, we have a lot of dirt roads, oh. uh, well-maintained dirt roads that are perfect for running, especially if you've got old, uh -huh. you know, joints. Oh, that's yeah. intriguing. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds like a book that, that you need to write, Ellison. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Now there's been a lot of, of books written about um, Aiken itself and the history about Aiken. Uh, mm -hmm. But um, yeah. And then we've got Hitchcock Woods, literally Hitchcock Woods to get from my house to Hitchcock Woods, if you're running would probably take you, well, if you're running at my rate, would probably take <laughs> you about three or four minutes. It's wow. very, and it's super close. hundreds okay. of uh, trails. I mean, lots of trails there too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm going to have to Google this as soon as we get off this recording. Yes, you and, and also now it's suddenly dawned on me. Why, when I booked my trip to go to our Hilton Head retreat, did I not tack on a day or two to see you in yes. South Carolina? Yes. Yeah, we Why? have no room here for you. We could. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we do have, I mean, you know, three generation. And quite frankly, to be honest, you don't want to stay here. <laughs> it's a, it'll be a little loud, a little loud. Oh, a little. I think chaotic is the word I was looking for, but yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, oh, there it starts. (laughs) So well. Um, And this has been a fantastic year in books. And I know Mm, we're going to. Yes, I know. know. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that was about to say we're going to close out by just mentioning just hinting a tiny bit that you and I are going to be recording our winter reading podcast, which is going to air on January 14th. Um, So has when you were mnemonic, um, I don't know, is that a, can we make that into an adjective? Sure, when you can. Have, yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Did you, were you able to get much reading in or, or was that? That's kinda... how you know when you're feeling really, really lousy. I did not read at all mm. for probably, I think a straight five or six days. Mm. I just couldn't even, I mean, I just, I felt wretched. Mm. Um, but since then I have, have picked it up and um, like I say, this has been a great year and it doesn't seem to be, uh, you know, the good books keep coming. So oh, good, good. Yeah, we got good. a lot to talk about. Well, I got in some reading since, um, cause, so we had to wait, um, for you to get better from pneumonia and for me to get back from Costa Rica with my family, with, with, it, yeah. <laughs> with the twins, we left Phoebe here, my older daughter here, um, was a decision I sort of regretted while we were gone. Um, and, um, or now that I'm back, maybe I should say I regretted it a little bit, but anyway, so, but I did some reading, um, poolside oceanside there. And, um, I read that Anthony Horowitz book that we will talk about on the podcast and yes. So, and I have some other good ones. So I'm looking forward to that conversation and, um, so good to catch up with you. Thank you for hopping on. Oh, sure. Sure. Thanks for having me once again. And I look forward to talking to you in the new year. Yes. Very good. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. All this talk of 2022, I hope it has you thinking toward the new year and please make AMR part of your new year, whether it's joining our annual membership program called Many Happy Miles. I'll give more details of that in a sec or attending one of our retreats. I've mentioned them. Uh, Portland, Oregon's October 14 to 17. Rancho La Puerta is October 22 to 29. We're also possibly eyeballing one in a shorter one in July. Stay tuned for possible details on that. Or being part of a Talam Club program. We do not have one yet called Freeballing, but um, one of the other ones, uh, shopping in the Mother Runner store or subscribing to this podcast so it auto-downloads. And the quick and dirty on the many happy miles, it's our annual membership program. It's 12 months, 365 days of workouts to keep you strong, focused, motivated all year long. You get live strength and yoga classes, um, a monthly ask a physical therapist that's new for this year, as is a 15% year long discount um, in our online store and train like a mother club, custom swag, special webinars, including one with Kara Goucher. Yes, you heard that right. Kara Goucher is going to do a webinar in many happy miles. All of this, this year-long program only costs $199, and it's a huge investment in your physical and mental health, and that um, comes out to less than $17 a month. And you can find all this goodness at anothermotherrunner.com. Click on the training link on the top navigation bar. Um, Our podcast day was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Thanks for sticking with us for 500 episodes. I I think I hope there's 500 more and many happy miles and happy new year. Mm -hmm.